Hi, welcome to Upgrade Your Faith. I'm Luke Grabless, and this is one of our bite-sized Bible studies. It's where we spend just a few minutes together in God's Word, let it activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. We have been going through the book of Acts. We find ourselves today in Acts chapter 4, and we're going to jump ahead a little bit to Acts chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 32. And this is a short passage, uh, you know, not a very long one, but there is a spirit here that I think is so profound. It shows really what we're expecting of Christians when we look at our mission. Right? If you look throughout the Bible consistently, what God says everything is about, what God says his faith is about, that he wants his people to have, is about loving God and loving people. And that love, we got to remember, is not just I feel good about you or I like you. Uh, love is, is I will joyfully sacrifice for your benefit. I think that's a key thing for us to understand. It's that sacrificial nature. It's not that I'll give you the leftovers. It's not that I'll, I'll, I'll share with you if I have enough or more than enough. It's that I am willing to lose out on things. I'm willing to give things up for you and actually do that with joy in my heart because I love you. And that's both in our relationship vertically with God. That's where it starts. But then as we fall in love with God and we pursue God, we realize, man, God loves all these people. He views all the people around me as his children. And since I love him more than anything, and I realize he loves all these people more than anything, then I am driven to try to love those people as much as I possibly can. And I think that's an important thing for us to know. I think it's an important thing for us to acknowledge because sometimes we, even in our faith, make it only about us. And, and there's a lot of Christians who I see run around in life sometimes with just a focus on trying to have a good vertical relationship with God going, well, you know, that's my private life. That's just between me and God. Um, you know, I don't need to share that. I don't need to explain it to others. It doesn't impact anybody else. And if that's true, you're missing out. It's, it's twofold. Love God first, yes. But second, because you love God, you love people. And that has to show itself in the way that you approach life. And so in Acts chapter 4, verse 32, uh, we get to hear about this early church. And so Peter and John were just recently persecuted by uh, the chief priest. Uh, in verses 23 through 31, they have this great moment where they come together. And even though they've been persecuted, they go, you know what? Throughout the Bible, God has warned his people that because you are his people, because you follow him, because you live differently, you will be persecuted. That, that has always been the, the path. Um, no Christian should ever be shocked when life is difficult. And no Christian should be shocked when life is difficult because they're a Christian. God has warned his people throughout that this difficulty will come. And so in 23 through 31, you have them praying together for boldness. You have them praying that they will be servants of God, uh, that God will be blessed, and, and that they will just have this strength to them. And then immediately in verse 32, we get to see an example of that boldness. And so in 32, it says this. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that of any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them, upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And so I thought it was beautiful coming to this passage here because this is specifically within the context of the church. 
And what it's talking about is the heart that these members of the early church have for each other. And so there's, there's a couple of things that, that stand out. First, they're of one heart and they're of one soul. And so this means that the way that they're thinking and the way that they're feeling all has the same focus, the, the same desire, the same aim in life. And so these people are about loving God and loving people. That's, that's their focus. And then the beautiful part of that is, you know, we, we talked about how they have this beautiful prayer in 23 through 31. That prayer isn't just words. It generates actions. And I think that's a huge thing for you and I to really think about in our lives. I see so many Christians who pray for things, but do very little to do those things. And, and don't get me wrong. Faith is a huge element. It's the starting point for everything. And one of the beautiful things about faith is that you acknowledge and realize that you are not capable of saving yourself. You are not capable by yourself of doing anything of eternal value. You have to have God to do something that matters. That's, that's what a Christian believes. And so prayer is essential because what prayer is, is the humbling act of a human being falling upon their knees, whether physically, um, spiritually, or both, and going, God, Father, I can't do this. I, I'm not capable in my own strength, in my own ability, in my own talents to solve this issue, to solve this problem. And, and, and so I'm coming to you and I'm acknowledging who you are, that I love you, that you're my father, that you are so much higher, that you are so much greater than me. And so prayer is this beautiful, humbling act. But I run into so many Christians who will pray for things that God has actually already placed them and empowered them to do something about. You know, you, you'll see people go like, man, I just really wish, you know, God, I'm praying that somebody will go encourage my brother. I pray that somebody will just encourage them that they're on the right path. And it's like, that's a great prayer. And I, I'm glad you're bringing that to God. But you know what? It's on your heart. It's something you're aware of. It's something you can do. It's something you're equipped to do. Go do it. Besides praying about it, realize that if it's something that's on your heart, you might actually have the ability to go do that thing. And so I think Christians need to make sure that we are not just a people who have what the world perceives as empty prayer, but that we have prayer that's heartfelt, spirit-felt, and also prayer that looks around the world and goes, you know what? Not only is this on my heart, I'm asking God to direct me, but as I, as I open my eyes, I actually think he's positioned me. I actually think he's equipped me to make a difference on this specific thing that I'm praying about. And that's what you see happening here, right? They're praying for this boldness. They're going, we know the world's going to attack us. We know this is going to be a hard path. We know God's going to be victorious. And guess what? Now that we're done praying, we look around the room and go, hey, my brother's struggling. I can help him. That sister's hungry. I can feed her. That person has nowhere to live. I can give him a home. And so what you start seeing is this one heart, this one soul that's leading to these people mutually sacrificing. And it says to them, among them, there was no needs, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of land and houses sold them and brought the proceeds to the apostles. And I think this is an important thing for you and me to, to think about and pray about, because if we're aware of what's happening around us right now with, with you know, coronavirus, whether it's health impacts that we're facing um, or if we're lucky enough that it's not facing us, I think all of us know in the very near future, whether it will be ourselves 
or people we care about, people are going to soon feel the financial impacts of this. All across our country, all across our world, we're watching not just brothers and sisters in faith, but just people generally losing income, losing ability to take care of their families, losing ability to take care of themselves. And I think this is going to be soon an opportunity for the church to sit there and go, you know what, we may not have a lot, right? We, we, we may not have a ton of wealth, but can we joyfully sacrifice for the benefit of others? Can we in the midst of this season where the culture, right? I mean, you, you look at what's happening at grocery stores, you look at what's happening around, the culture is telling people only think about yourself, right? The culture is telling you just like hoard, protect for yourself, take yours, protect yours. Can we step out beyond that and go, it's not just about me, but it's about my brother and sister. It's about my fellow human being. And it's about this ability of me to show them love. By what? By joyfully sacrificing for them. And so I pray that Christians around the country, Christians around the world, that they're praying about this, that they're thinking about it, and that they're ready to act. We may not be able to help everybody, but we can help somebody. And especially if we do that with a spirit that reflects that it's not because we're some great people, but because rather we serve a great God. Because we remember that there was a time when we were lost, when we were in the darkness and we were afraid, and God sent his son to sacrifice for us. And because of that sacrifice, because of that love, we're ready to share that. We're ready to pour that love out and in the smallest of ways possible to other human beings to let them know we care and we love you. And so brothers and sisters, that's my prayer for you. I pray that you go into God's word, you read it, you let it prepare your heart, you let it prepare your soul. You think not just about yourself and your own concerns, your own fears, but you start thinking about all those people in the world around you and how you can be a light amongst the darkness. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I hope God blesses you. I hope God keeps you safe and healthy and we will see you soon.